Hello, you are listening to the Joe Miro Podcast. This is episode two. We have me, myself, Joe. Next to me is... Michael Kripe. And we've got... Robert Adams. Great. That's everyone. All right. Same as episode one. We're going to talk about some things today with you, the fellow listeners. I don't know any of you. You're not my fellow listeners. <laughs> are we Are we listening? Actually, yes, We're I do. Listening. I do listen to the podcast. I'm listening to <laughs> you, and I'm listening to Robert. But I wouldn't call them fellow listeners. I just want to set that straight right now. <laughs> so you don't listen to the podcast after we finish recording. I always give it a listen. Yeah, the, well, this is actually an adversarial relationship. Like mm-hmm. we 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 are not friends with anyone here. No, not at all. I Will actually. You? Well, you're my stagehand. Yeah. As we established in the previous episode. Ah, uh, you're right. But the reality is, I found you on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah? <laughs> Listen, random person who I've never met in my life before the last episode, what is your topic? So we're jumping into it already? Well, what do you want to do? Do you well, not want to well, jump in it already? How about, how's everybody doing this week? What's There we go. That's hey, good. I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's how good. We Whoa, am I having a heart attack? No, no heart attack. Not this time. I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. Just another day. Um, I'm doing well. I thought I had a heart attack earlier this week, but I think I'm fine. I'm just going to start working out a little bit more. Um, don't ask questions about it. Uh, it's probably okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Robert, how are you doing this week? Did I, so I got the vaccine yesterday mm, nice. and uh, it, it's, I mean, I feel great to be vaccinated, but my body just feels mm-hmm. like I've been run over by a train. Hitting you. Yeah. Like I got it at 930 yesterday and around 6 p.m. I just started feeling weak, like there was something just sucking energy out of me. And then I woke up in the middle of the night. And I felt fine. I was like, great, I'm not going to feel this tomorrow. Then I woke up this morning, and again, it was just like Snorlax had just sat on my chest. Mm. And I was just really big weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genius observation. Um, yes, I, I think uh, that is what he was going for. Yeah. No. <laughs> only the best here on joe miro continue sorry robert no that that's basically it I, i'm starting to feel better uh ibuprofen seems to help but aside from that life is good i actually uh i go to get my second shot of the pfizer vaccine on april 9th um, nice. and i didn't react too poorly uh after my first one but we'll we'll see after the second one how i'm doing Mm-hmm. Um, I am not excited to for the side effects, but I am excited to live a normal life again, for the most part. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. First topic. What is your topic? None of us know what it is except for me. So just Robert doesn't know what it is. <laughs> so what is your topic? Um, are you talking to me? I'm Who looking else? at you. <laughs> he said, no, Robert doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's about to just be the Miro podcast if you can't get your act together. Uh, keep giving me strikes. Um, so. What are you doing? So far away from the mic. Get closer to the microphone. It's your topic. I couldn't be closer. Anyways. So as of right now, the day of us recording this podcast, we are 212 days away from Halloween. Ooh. Yep. I'm going to talk about my favorite time of the year. 
Michael can't control himself right now. Something <laughs> is something funny. <laughs> no, go on. Really looking forward to Halloween. Hold yes, on. I... <laughs> Real quick. It we are in April. <laughs> you you are correct. We are in April. So yes or not yesterday, earlier this week I was at work and I was just kind of bored and thinking. And it was a little the weather was nice, a little chilly out, and I was like, hmm, you know what this reminds me of? Reminds me of fall. And I was like, hey, you know what's greater about fall? <laughs> um, you got Halloween. And I was like, oh, man, I sure do love that time of year. Halloween, as many people know, who, who know me, know that it's my favorite holiday. Because just, there's just something about that time of year that just makes you happy, makes you excited. It's just, everything is normally great. For those of you who are not familiar with Halloween... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Halloween is actually um, a, a holiday that celebrates um, scary things um, and horror and terrible, hideous monsters and creatures. Um, so would you care to explain why it's a time that just makes you feel happy? <laughs> As anybody that knows me knows, I sure do love scary things. Big fan of horror, stuff like that. Just so, yeah, it makes me happy. It just makes me excited for the time. So you think of fall, close your eyes a little and just let's just think right now. So you step outside. Everyone close your eyes. That's an order. Oh, they're closed. All right, cool. And just just envision this. So you step outside and it's a little chilly out. You probably got a light jacket right now. You inhale and just you just smell the smell of fall, you know, the leaves falling. You got some you got some other nice smells going on. You look around, and depending on the time of day, let's just say it's like late afternoon. You see, you see families out, moms, dads, kids, just you know, dressed up in costumes, carrying little bags, going house to house. Is this by the way? Yep, fall? I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, yes, this is pre-COVID. So think of a few years back when the world was right. So you look about, and you just see all these smiles on the faces of kids who aren't wearing masks. And their costumes. They're happy. They're running house to house. They're getting candy. Do you or do you not wear masks on Halloween? It <laughs> I was about to say that as well. You need to clarify. Masks? What kind of masks? Are they wearing masks on Halloween or no masks? I there see. are costume masks and there exactly. are COVID masks. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so but back wearing... in my day when masks were real masks. <laughs> <laughs> also, it kind of all depends. You can be... You can be a doctor for Halloween. So you could be wearing a surgical mask. Okay. Or you could be something else and be wearing a different mask. Or you can just have no mask in at all. So you have these people running around, getting candy, having fun, doing little spooky scares on people. You walk around, everything is decorated. You see the trees. You see some <laughs> you see some yellow, some orange, some red leaves. It's amazing. You walk, the leaves just crunch as you walk. Isn't that great? I'm asking you a question. Dead air. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Isn't that great? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> am I closing my eyes, letting you take me through this world, or am I a part of this world and I have to be a willing participant? All the, <laughs> all the above. Okay, go on. All right. I'm not answering another question, no matter what you ask me. Go I will on. ask you questions. Anyways, you look at the, direc- the decorations. You see stuff hanging up. You see jack-o'-lanterns everywhere, nice, beautiful carved pumpkins. Some are really good, some are really bad, but that's besides the point. And doesn't that just spark joy in you? 
the, the joy of Halloween. You get to dress up and do whatever you want or be whatever you want. You cannot do whatever you want. But and then at the end of the day, the sun kind of sets. It becomes dark and now it's really spooky. And you have your your haunted houses that seem even more scary than usual. Some people like to go out. They'll do things with friends or other people. Everyone's all dressed up, united, having a fun, good time. Some people like to stay in, maybe throw on a scary movie or something, and just kind of relax and enjoy the night. Isn't that amazing? That's the end of my visualization. That's a, that's a great night, isn't it? That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that was really great. Yeah. Why are you clapping? Because I can clap for myself. Oh, I thought that was Michael clapping. <laughs> it was me. It was. It was me. I almost wish I didn't. I wish I just left it as it was you. That would have been funnier. Yeah, yeah. it was both You're of us clapping for yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. wait for uh, what hundred or two hundred twelve days from now. Two hundred twelve days of the recording of this podcast. You know, I love Halloween. I, I do like Halloween a lot. You definitely like Halloween a lot more, mm. considering you know how many days <laughs> are left in the year until we get to Halloween. Um, but, uh, I've got to ask, what's your favorite horror movie? Do you have a favorite horror movie you watch every Halloween or I do not have a favorite horror movie. I watch every Halloween, but I do have a favorite horror movie as a kid. I used, uh, we'll say about 10 ish around that age. So as a kid, I used to watch this movie a lot called 13 ghosts. Ever heard of it? Yes. I've seen 13 ghosts. Yes. It's not, I don't believe it's a very, um, popular scary movie when people think like what scary movies do you love i don't really know many people who just throw out oh i love 13 ghosts but that movie i don't know there's something about it that i just really enjoy i used to watch it a lot as a kid haven't seen it in quite a few years but i still remember it a lot was that it yes that was it you asked for my favorite movie and i gave you my or my favorite scary movie and i gave you my favorite scary movie. <laughs> you think it's your favorite of all time or is it just when you were a kid my favorite of all time probably wow that's insane i can't think of another scary movie i've watched more than that and maybe enjoyed more than that have I've you ever heard of video games what's a video game please what's your favorite video game that's a horror game also what's a video game all right it's a thing <laughs> hold on we'll come back to this robert what were you gonna say I literally have never heard of this movie in my entire life. Oh, great. Well, that's perfect. Now you have uh, something you, you have to watch before Halloween. Uh, be careful, though. Time's ticking. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're running out of time slowly. <laughs> oh, my God. So were you gonna, You were just going to say you've not heard of the movie, though? No, that's it. Yeah, no. I, I, okay. I, I'm just surprised that this is Joey's favorite movie. Scary movie. Not my favorite movie. Scary, okay. Yeah. How dare you? Scary yeah. Movie. How dare you? Yeah. That's. I'm. I'm sorry. That was a critical offense. There. My favorite movie is. We'll talk about it another day. Oh. oh you gotta come oh, back for yeah. episode 377 when Joe gives his favorite movie. <laughs> we'll do that one on Halloween. Oh yes, please. <laughs> on Halloween, I would talk about my favorite regular movie. <laughs> or we'll just do a, a 13 Ghosts watch along. Of the strictly audio. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, we'll just put the <laughs> mic up to the up to the speakers and just let it play. Yeah, Jomero, get some commentary. Jomero, Jomero. Okay, so favorite game, favorite horror game. Yeah, that is also a video game. <laughs> Can you define horror for me? I think no. you know where I'm going here. Absolutely not. I will define not define horror for you. It doesn't need to be scary. All right, cool. Then I think we're thinking of the same thing. <laughs> favorite horror game, without a doubt, Luigi's Mansion. Okay, uh, why? <laughs> what yes robert 
No, I want to hear your explanation. Then I'll, I'll, I'll say something. Why is it my favorite game, or why is it my favorite horror game? Because you seem confused as I label this a horror game. Yeah, that that's mostly where my confusion is. I, I need right. I need you to elaborate. So have have either of you ever played the original Luigi's Mansion? No, you know I have. Why would I, you ask I me that? I know you have. <laughs> I just want you to say it, Robert. Yes. <laughs> Robert, I have not. No, I have played have... the third, but that's it. Okay, the third is also also pretty good. Um, so you look at or. You think of Luigi's Mansion. You know, everyone knows Luigi. I was ready for you to be like, now close your eyes. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that too. Um, you, everyone knows Luigi, the brother of the of the deceased Mario. He died yesterday. He did die. Two days ago. Yeah, he died two days ago. Wait, what? This is Listen, news to me. Here, Robert, I'll send you a CNN link. <laughs> <laughs> He's being serious. It's all right. Anyways, Luigi, the, the brother of the deceased Mario. And mansions, big buildings, people live in. Okay, so Luigi randomly wins this mansion. And it's like, okay, that's odd. But, you know, everyone everyone would love a mansion. So I was like, hey, you won this mansion in a sweepstakes you didn't enter. And it's like, okay, that doesn't sound sketchy to me. So he approaches, and it's just like this broken down mansion on the top of a hill surrounded by dead trees. And so he enters... And then you have this mansion. All right, so without without going through too much detail of the game and spoiling anyone for who might want to play it. It's only 19, 20 years old. Yeah, 2001, Literally. correct? Yeah. Uh, so. The GameCube launch title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so the game, or in the game, the mansion is haunted by ghosts. Need I, need I say more, Robert? It's a mansion haunted by ghosts, and you want to tell me that's not a horror game, Joey? <laughs> I, it, it's not scary. So the okay, but so but is ghosts, it not a horror game? I, I think I'm on the this random individual side on this one. So ghosts might not scare you. All right, how? What if I told you all of the power in the mansion? Boom! It's out. Now it's dark, and there's ghosts everywhere. How do you feel now? <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I, I have survived a power outage. I'm sure you have too. It's not that, it's but not that have, scary. All right, all right. But have you survived a power outage while stuck in a mansion full of ghosts? Literal ghosts that you can see running around interacting with objects. And you want to tell me you wouldn't be scared? If you are stuck in a power outage with ghosts running around you, you wouldn't be scared. <laughs> but the ghosts make like what? fart noises every now and then. <laughs> The ghosts also harm Luigi. He gets hurt. Now you're you can die, Robert. If you're in a mansion, a black man or a dark mansion where the lights are all out and you have ghosts running around, yeah, they make a fart noise, but then they punch you. How do you feel? <laughs> you might be like, oh, a fart noise. Then you get hit and you're like, oh, man, that's that's spooky, one would say. I, I, I'll play along for the there sake is, of this. There is no playing along. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, enough. Enough from you. There's no playing along. This is my topic. I like Halloween. I know what's scary and what's not. So, yes, Luigi's Mansion, I would consider a horror oh game. See, I thought you were going to say, like, P.T., and I was going to be like, yeah. P.T. <laughs> is another phenomenal game, if you can call it a game. <laughs> what? <laughs> Joey, it's you're... most certainly a game. 
But it's not a full-fledged game, though. Yeah, PT sure. literally stands for playable trailer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just, uh, but yes, you're right. Okay, it's a game. Mm-hmm. It is a game. And yes, it's a scary game. It's a good one. But? There is no but. It's a good game. <laughs> you Why let it out. better than Luigi's Mansion? <laughs> Because it's kind of... <laughs> Why is Luigi's Mansion your favorite Halloween horror game scary game? Back back to everyone who knows me knows that, dot, dot, dot. Here's another thing. Knows that I love Luigi. Luigi might be one of my favorite video game characters ever. Um, what's your but, favorite color? Oh, what's my favorite color? That's a tough one. Listen, <laughs> don't stare at me and risk dead air again when you can just give me the answer. The color is green. <laughs> The color is green. Color so, is can green. you confirm or deny um, that you exclusively like Luigi's Mansion because your favorite color is green? <gasps> oh no, I deny that. That is not true. That is not true. He said you heard it here first, folks. We'll contact CNN. Let them know. Let them know that I, Joe Lafaciano, on the Joe Miro podcast. Hold on, Joey. <laughs> I mean, you have a history with green. Let's talk about your favorite superhero. What's my favorite superhero, Robert? Green Lantern. You're right, it is. I love me some Green Lantern. <laughs> What's your birthstone color? My birthstone is an emerald, which, as many know, is green. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is exclusively for people who have never heard of Halloween and don't know what color an emerald is. <laughs> this podcast, as of right now, is brought to you by the color green. Color green. <laughs> what, what? You can't just say things like that and then expect us to follow up. I don't know what to, how to respond to that. Right. So where were we going here before I rudely got interrupted with my, me oh. and the color green? Where were we at? I asked why Luigi's Mansion is your favorite uh, horror scary game horror game. Hmm. I really enjoy it. I've, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, find a lot of fun in it. The it's Luigi's first standalone game, so it's kind of really important mm. to both him and me. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's one of those games that up until maybe a few years back, maybe 2018 or so, starting in maybe like probably 2012 or something, every single Halloween, I played through the entire game. If I didn't do it on Halloween, it was either the day before or after, and I would beat through Luigi's Mansion as kind of a tradition. Now Luigi Mansion 3 is out. I have to now play that one. <laughs> also, like you don't want to do yeah. that. Well, yeah, that's, that's because it's not the original, but also I don't know where my copy of Luigi's Mansion went, and I have no way to play GameCube games anymore. <clears throat> Nintendo. Yes, mm-hmm. Nintendo. Let me play GameCube games on the Switch. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this. <laughs> We saw we picked up a couple of uh, listeners last time, and if uh, Mr. Doug Bowser, if you're one of them, you heard it. Yeah. All right. Everyone this stagehand's going to come to your house with his butterfly knife that he now doesn't have. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How are the tricks coming along? The tricks are great. Uh, we do not have a Patreon yet, but if you would like to see it, sign up for our Patreon <laughs> for exclusive videos of me doing me doing balasong tricks. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so w- what else would you like to add about Halloween? Is there anything else you'd like to touch on with Halloween or your favorite Halloween things or why you like Halloween? I mean, I can keep going on about Halloween and the fall season. It's but just an amazing time of year. What do you recommend for people uh, who don't enjoy Halloween? Ooh, yeah. Um, 
if you don't enjoy Halloween for whatever reason that might be, who am I to sway you to like something that I enjoy? I am asking you to sway them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sure. Okay. Um, Halloween is a great time where you can hang out with friends or others that you enjoy hanging out with and just have a good time. You can be dressed up as literally whatever you want and just kind of express yourself whichever way you would like to do so all while having a good time and for the most part you don't get judged at all by anybody on halloween because everyone's just out kind of doing their own thing and having fun okay i feel like i could do that really any other day of the year but so (laughs) (laughs) michael you got 212 days to change your mind you're right fair enough i do not think you could do that i like halloween too but i've got to be honest i'm going to give you a d plus on the explanation um i will take it because to to me just another day closer to halloween okay 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 so um i am gonna talk about my topic now go ahead which is definitely going to be about i'm thinking mobile games we're just gonna do we're just gonna talk about mobile games because Mm. i was supposed to come up with something else Mm. in the last 10 minutes and it didn't happen michael will now talk about mobile games yeah i want us all to talk about mobile games really so i I need you two to give me why oof i need you two to give me your experience with mobile gaming now i am being very broad when i say mobile gaming i mean are like phone games switch counts that, to me yeah. as a mobile oh, okay. game um but only only <laughs> mobile gaming like you can't talk about how you spent 400 hours playing smash bros at home on your switch i want to talk about what it's like to have a mobile game console uh what, what phone games you play anything you can think of that fits into that category where you're out from home playing games hmm. either one of you can go first and by either one of you i mean robert can go first <laughs> okay sure. um <clears throat> Well, I guess my first experience that I can remember of like a like mobile game. When when you say that, I think of phone games. But since you brought up the Switch, I guess like the Game Boy Color is my first experience mm. with a game that's mobile. Because I remember like in a lot of like road trips, my cousin Sean would play Pokemon, and I'd watch him, and then eventually I started playing them. Um, and then I remember the Game Boy Advance came out, um, and then. Was it the DS that came out next? Um, I just remember like all those different little platforms. It's usually like between bus rides or uh, just like if you're a passenger in the car, especially in, like, in the Midwest where there's nothing to look at. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I guess that's like my main experience. But also I remember in high school, I was really into uh, like games on my phone. Flappy Bird, of course, everyone remembers that. Yep. Mm, everyone remembers Flappy Bird. I really like Tiny Wings. Tiny yeah, wings. I remember oh, Tiny Wings. Like go on the hills and you yeah. jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe the best game I've ever played in my life. It that was the only game I had ever played. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. Those, and then I remember, I never really played Fruit Ninja, but I know it was big. Uh, um, uh-huh. I played Fun Run, Temple Run, or Runner. Oh, I don't remember. Temple, I was Temple Run is addictive. Run. That's yeah. a great game. Yeah. Oh, Clash of Clans. That's the one I really got into. I never got into that one. Clash yeah. of Clans is a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. It was fun because like we had like a little group that all played together, mm-hmm. and so that that like made the experience more fun. Um. Yeah. I, I guess and then now it's like the Nintendo Switch. I, I'll bring my 
uh, my Switch on to the airport with me mm-hmm. and play it on the plane. Um, usually like Smash Bros or Skyrim or something. Switch is perfect for airport travel. Oh, it's 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 for like travel in general. Essential. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly essential is the best way to put it. It it sometimes if if we go on a twenty minute car ride, I'm like, should I bring my Switch? If I'm in the passenger seat, obviously, it's like I don't know. Maybe I will play a couple games of Smash Bros. You know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, ahead. I mean, you and I played Smash in uh, your mom's car last time you were here in <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, I went to go visit my family in Indiana, and uh, Robert also lives in Indiana. And we met up, and we were hanging out. And my mom went to go do some grocery shopping while we were in the car. Uh, disclaimer: We are not ten years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Um, I had my 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 little switch, and I was like, "Robert, let's play a game." And he was like, "Okay, let's play a card game." And after that didn't work, we played Smash Bros. And <laughs> it really was as simple as disconnecting the Joy-Con controllers and putting the switch and its kickstand up in the uh, middle console of the of the car. And uh, we played I don't know like five or six games of Smash. Yeah. It just, it, it's just so convenient. It's so mm-hmm. convenient and. Uh, uh it's the best time waster almost when you're out and traveling and things like that so yeah yeah the switch really is a magical device is is that where you were going to end with your uh time with mobile gaming robert yeah i think that's uh the majority i i I don't think of any other experience that i have with mobile gaming joey what experiences do you have with mobile gaming and you can't say luigi's mansion on switch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh dang! I guess I don't have any then. Okay, um, like like Robert was saying back back in high school, I would play these games that were that everyone played and were popular on their phone. So I would play them too. Up sheep out huh? sheep. Yeah, you're a sheep, huh? Everyone would play them, so you'd play them too. <laughs> we've all we've all we're all sheep. You're not supposed to admit to it. You're not supposed to. Be, yeah, I'm a sheep. What yeah, about it? We're all sheep. Bat bat. <laughs> um. So and up up to college there was some games I would play but ever since ever since then I kind of haven't really played many mobile games. Um there was the Mario Kart game on the phone that came out like I don't know like a year ago, 2 years ago, something like that. Yeah. You in yeah. that range. I I play I played that some and then I kind of got over that and then I don't really play many many games on my phone um but when it comes to phone games specifically my best memories with those is probably went back back in like, I don't know, 17 or whatever, maybe when Pokemon Go was out and everyone was out doing that, walking around, hanging out, stuff like that. When I brought up this topic, I had completely forgotten about Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I that was that's probably the phone game I've played the most. Um, but since in the past year or so, I haven't really played games on my phone. Um, but mobile games such as the Switch, yeah, like like Robert was saying, when I when I travel, whether it be riding in the car with someone on a plane on a train, anything like that, why do you laugh? I'm not okay. <laughs> why do I laugh? Because I enjoy things. All right, great. Laughers, Wait, hold on. Yeah. Can I can I butt in for just one moment? Uh, since no. you mentioned Pokemon Go, you reminded me. My roommate from college still plays that game. There are some people I work with that still play that game. Like, there's a dedicated base. They are like die-hard fans. It was a good. I mean, I haven't played it in a while, so I can't speak for it now. But it was a good game. 
This is going to sound like a joke, but I'm kind of being serious. What part of catch them all do you not understand? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. And they, and every like couple months they add new ones and they have new different like variations to catch. And it's just like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to, how I, how do I got to catch them all? If they keep adding new ones, I'm doing my best <laughs> over here. Niantic, but yeah, people still play Pokemon Go. My girlfriend mm-hmm. still plays Pokemon Go. She got out of it for a long time. We both played it together for a while. But now she will be in the car and she'll be like, we need to go by the dog park so I can spin the Pokestop. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. We used to go out all the time. All three of us actually used to go out and we'd play Pokemon Go. Um, and we almost got shot one night. But we're not talking about uh, that. <laughs> we're okay. talking about mobile gaming. Um. Yeah, po- Pokemon Go did a great job at at uh, even introducing people to the Pokemon series. Those who weren't super into it, like I've never been a huge Pokemon fan. Of course, I know of Pokemon. I know Pikachu and Ash and everyone like that. But like, I was never a huge Pokemon person. But I still was out there playing Pokemon Go, catching Pokemon that I've never even heard of. I uh, I think Pokemon Go was really interesting because it, more than any other game, got people to get outside and actually be active, yeah. you know? Um, I I mean, like, I, I liked going outside um, and fishing and going on walks and things, but when Pokemon Go came out, I was the most social I had been in months. Um, and it's just a stupid little game where you throw the balls at the Pokemon and it's, it's not too <laughs> yep. deep or anything, but it was so much fun. Um, did, did you guys have a, uh, a stranger experience, like a positive stranger experience with playing the game? Oh, that's a great question. Cause I feel like almost everyone has, I know I had one where I was on campus and I was playing with uh, one of my, one of two of my roommates. Um, and it was a summertime and this guy like rolled down his window He's like, you guys play Pokemon Go? And we were like, yeah. He's like, you guys want to ride? And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you want to ride? <laughs> <laughs> we fell for it. He gave us a ride. It was cool. He's chill. Well, I'm glad it turned out well. <laughs> um, yeah, back when the game was at its peak um, in our, in our, um, where we used to live, as in high school and college would go back for the summers there was this one part of town that was always like really really big for pokemon go people would just walk around the entire block and you would see like 50 to maybe like 100 or so people there so was that the park yeah that was that was that park so like oh yeah people would be there and everyone would just be walking around and like you'd be talking to random people or like you would hear someone yell out something like there's this Pokemon over here or whatever. And everyone would just kind of like go <laughs> over there and catch it. And like people are having fun laughing with strangers, talking to each other about Pokemon and maybe other stuff. They got off topic or something. And that's really great. Positive um, stranger experience. Yeah, I, I agree. It did seem like when the game came out, people in general were more willing to, to communicate and work together for again, such a strange little game. Um, <laughs> I remember this was after it had really uh, blown up. I remember um, it must have been two years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, my girlfriend and I went to um, a local college and we were just wandering around catching Pokemon during the day. 
and uh, we came to this place a lot. It was normally at night we'd drive around to hatch eggs. Um, I mean, walk. We wouldn't drive to hatch eggs. No, <laughs> what? Absolutely not. Um, but one day we were we were walking, and I remember um, I don't remember exactly what he pointed us in the direction of, but there was a guy who was walking um, sort of close to us, and I remember he uh, went out of his way to tell us where um, a really rare Pokemon was, and uh, it's just again you, you wouldn't normally talk to strangers on the street um about anything much more than a, than a high every now and then but it, it was really cool to see a game like that bring people together in such a a unifying way mm-hmm. uh, in a positive way mostly besides the time with the gun um but uh oh i'm gonna talk about mobile games now <laughs> <laughs> i was like what do we do next we're oh. we not already talking about mobile games well i mean <laughs> we were but um I I want to I want to go over some things. Okay, so unless you guys it. have more to go over, do you have no. do you want to talk about more? You you've exhausted your mobile game catalog. I didn't even break into the switch yet. I started it, then we got <laughs> sidetracked by Pokemon Go. But all right, we'll come back to me <laughs> later. Then mobile games. I mean, the Switch is Switch is great for travel and playing it on the go. There. What in the world, <laughs> man? There. <laughs> I thought this I was going to be like a 10 minute no, thing. I did too. He was like, I didn't even get started. Yeah. And I'm done. I, I don't want to exhaust all the time and take away your, take away your talking of mobile games. No, give me, give me five minutes on, on mobile gaming for you. Give, give you five minutes on mobile gaming, such as the switch. Unless you have less to talk I, about. I probably have less. Okay. I'm just, just, just talking. Give, hand it to me. Hand it to you. Okay. Um, so yeah, this, like I was saying, the switch is great for travel it helps occupy the time and it really makes time go by a lot faster as like four hour train ride feels like 30 minutes when you're running around looking for <laughs> um, like playing Odyssey, throwing your hat, playing Luigi's Mansion 3, mm-hmm. Michael, um, and just stuff like that. Even Mario Kart, you can play with, I've played with a random person on a plane before. Have you really? Yeah. we, were, we were, They were sitting next to me. It was a kid. I don't know. Like. 10 11 and his mom was sitting next to him and i like handed it or he was like oh watching me and i was like do you want to play so i handed him a joy con and we played it sideways did nintendo <laughs> record this for their, their commercial because this sounds like a nintendo it commercial. does sound like a nintendo commercial with some um, upbeat poppy song you've never heard in your life in the background um no they didn't record it but if they wanted to i would be happy to reenact it once again hire me if you're if you're looking for Doug somebody. bowser again <laughs> i know we've got a lot of requests but joey joe wants to be in a commercial what do you want me to call you again my name is joe oh you can, uh, you can call me joey you can call me joe wait are you not going by joe anymore I am going by Joe. Do you see Mike... how silly you sound when you tell people to call you Joe? No, Because no, no, Robert no, no. is a normal person, and he's like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> so Michael and Robert have known me since high school. In high school, yes. I, went... I met you the other day. I went by Joey. And then as I started to mature, I started to go by Joe. So now everyone I meet, I, ask, I tell them my name is Joe. So they know me as Joe. My friends, my closer older friends know me as Joey. So they just kind of get caught up on joey and then they get mad when i say hey call me joe (laughs) sorry we're asking so much you know i never ask you to call me joe (laughs) i will start calling you joseph if if you would prefer my next topic is going to be first names oh yes i I have a lot to say about first names (laughs) um 
All right, so now are you done with your mobile gaming? Put <laughs> a bit of off and a bit of a tangent there, but yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, so mobile gaming has really skyrocketed um, in the last decade for a number of reasons. <laughs> um, it, in a place where it used to exist in just in consoles, like Robert mentioned earlier, like the Game Boy and the DS. We started, or maybe even if you had a flip phone, you had Tetris on it. Tetris is the best game of all time. Snake. Oh, yeah. Snake is a Snake. really good game, too. Yeah. Um, which I definitely remember playing some games like that in middle school. But, mm-hmm. like, I remember when I got an iPhone, and it was like, oh, there's an app store, and anyone can put a game on there, a.k.a. That means that there's just a million games for you to try, and most of them are free because people just slap advertisements on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the app store became a great place for experimentation and um open the door for a lot of things like uh flappy bird which is honestly kind of a trash game um but there was enough in there that it it turned into a global phenomenon it really was a global phenomenon Mm -hmm. huh it was just the biggest thing in the world for a minute everyone loved it everyone got mad while playing it but they loved it yeah hitboxes (laughs) on that were terrible so be like (laughs) yeah they really were but they also kind of weren't i don't know it was really really interesting game um but now we're at a place where we have things like the Switch. And what made me want to talk about this was um, cloud technology, actually. Uh, thanks to things like Google Stadia, Amazon Luna, and uh, the primary inspiration for this topic, um, Xbox Game Cloud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why'd you know that was going to be my Because I knew it was coming. You started talking about um, like games like this, and I was like, oh, he's been playing Xbox a lot recently. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially, Microsoft has this thing called Xbox Game Pass. And if you're a subscriber to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you get access to Xbox Game Cloud or something like that. I think it's it's, it's titled something like that. And what it lets you do is you can play almost the entire Xbox Game Pass library, which features more than 100 games, um, and you can stream them to your uh, phone um, or I think some tablets. Um, and right now it's only available on Android devices, but I just saw Phil Spencer tweeted not long ago that iOS support is coming soon. Um, Mm -hmm. and I will be playing Sea of Thieves on my phone all the time. I will be playing it all the time. Um, I will be playing Prey. I will be playing Dishonored. I will Mm -hmm. play Doom Eternal on my phone. Uh, And that is insane to me. I know games like Doom Eternal are already on Switch, mm -hmm. but... Mobile gaming is just becoming this beast now where I can have an Xbox controller and my phone and all of a sudden I have my console with me wherever I want. As long as I have a stable internet connection, that is the one caveat. But it just feels like we are only going up from here. And I'm curious to see where mobile gaming will go in the future. If Do you guys have any predictions what mobile gaming will look like in 10 years? Um, Well, so... When you said that, like how fast everything is moving, you made me think of how I can't remember what it's called, but I think there's some theory that technology uh, advances like it's like the past 100 years of technological advancements have now been made within like the last 10 years. And now that's being reduced to like one year. So we're at like an exponential growth rate with like how things are developed. Um, <clears throat> so in 10 years. <laughs> I don't think I could even imagine what it's going to look like in 10 years. Um, obviously, I don't have to ask this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Have you guys seen the movie Ready Player One? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. So, my wait, 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 Robert didn't answer. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I, I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, that, that threw me off a little. <laughs> <laughs> this whole topic is now just off course. Um, so Panic. you haven't seen Thirteen Ghosts, played Luigi's Mansion, or seen Ready Player One? <laughs> Uncultured. <laughs> wow, can't believe it. Okay. Um, well, Michael and I were hanging out for a little bit before we started recording, and you were on HBO. Was that what it was? HBO Max. Looking through HBO Max, and Ready Player One came up, and it just reminded me. I was like, "Oh, hey, that was that was a really fun movie. It came out not too long ago, 2018." Um, and yeah, you talking about the advancement in technology. So in Ready Player One, they you basically set up to this gaming rig, and you it's like you're transported into the game. Yeah. Or like you are you are your character in the game and you're moving, running, jumping, doing whatever the game consists of. And I don't see that happening in ten years. But with the advancement, I could see it happening within the next maybe twenty to thirty, something like that. Because our VR just continues to yeah. get better and better. And PlayStation recently announced their new VR something, right? Yeah, it's we kind of have vague details on what it is, but mm-hmm. it's the PlayStation Five is getting its own VR headset, and it's probably going to be in line about with what like the Valve Index and uh, Oculus Rift current models. Yeah, and it just are. it just continues to um I don't know how to say this, but like look less clunky. Like like you're holding yes. like your hand. It's basically you're basically wearing a glove. Like it, it's just your hand, and it's not you're holding a controller or holding whatever. And soon enough, who knows? It might just become like a full bodysuit with goggles, and you are you are playing the game physically. What Robert said about how uh, quickly uh, technology um, is innovated on um, reminded me, or kind of gives me hope that, like, or maybe it's kind of scary. I don't know. <laughs> In ten years, we will be at a place um, where it is more similar to Ready Player One than we would have thought. Just because we already have things like, and I've never actually tried this, and I don't think Joey has either. Um, but Robert, I think you have the Oculus Quest, yeah, um, which is this incredible uh, headset that lets you play games um, with these uh, really cool controllers, and you don't need a, a PC or anything. You can just you can be you can drive on the highway and get out and put the headset on and play a game for an hour if you want. I don't yeah. know why you do that, yeah. but you can do that as far as I understand, um, which is remarkable to me um, because it's only 2021 and it wasn't that long ago that we just started getting uh, VR headsets. At least yeah. it feels like. Like For 16, real. 15, something around there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, actually, could I talk about that experience real quick? Please. Because that would be perfect. It was. So my, my roommate. Rick, or former roommate Rick, he got an Oculus Quest for Christmas, I think it was. And he came back and he came like running up to my room. He's like, Robbie, you got to try this out. And I was like, okay. And I come downstairs and he has like the TV set up where you can like see what the, the player is seeing. Mm-hmm. And it looked really grainy. I'm like, okay, this is like, can I, I've seen like those like tutorial videos where there's like someone doing Beat Saber. And you can see them moving. And then you see like what's on the TV. And it's like, oh, this just looks like a video game. But when you step into this console, I cannot tell you how real it feels. It's ridiculous. Like it was mm-hmm. it was both exhilarating and scary at the same time. Like I played for three hours and I thought it was like minutes. 
like I played this game called Super Hot. Oh, oh I yes. love Super Hot. I played Super Hot VR a couple of years ago. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Very fun. Very mm-hmm. fun. And the whole con like just I had no idea like <laughs> I like how far I was moving around the room. We set up we pushed mm-hmm. all the couches back and whatnot. And it has like the space to keep you safe. Um but yeah, it, it I could see people like spending days in there. Yeah. Just and I, I want, you know, I, I want to stay, I want to try and stay optimistic about it. But I, if people aren't careful, I could see VR developing some, some mental health issues just because of like how real it feels it and could, like just how uh, easy it is to get sucked into it. Like I, I, <laughs> I was like almost itching to ask Rick to play it again. I like had to like stop myself. <laughs> I was just like, this is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's I I remember when I I spent so much time uh in super hot VR um you really do just get sucked into it and by the time you you feel like you're done you take the headset off and it's like you you left or something like yeah somewhere else and now you're back and that feeling can't be described properly like just just telling the story doesn't do it justice mm-hmm. I I encourage anyone um if you have access to VR hardware at all um, to try it out for yourself um, because it's also very intuitive. Super hot VR works in a way where um, you just play as a person and you get in these matrix style fights Mm -hmm. and you don't need to have a firm grasp of how games work really um, to understand how it works, but it's, it's surreal. It's absolutely insane. Um, And kind of tying back to the, the mobile gaming thing, like that's, that's something that you can do on the go. And that's just crazy to me that 10 years ago, um, again, I'm, I, I'm only pretty sure that Oculus quest allows you to do this where you don't need the console or anything. And you can do it literally just out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy to me that 10 years ago, or I guess closer to maybe uh, nine, eight years ago, something like Temple Run was revolutionary and it looked mm-hmm. amazing on phones. And yeah. now we have technology like this that is just absolutely mind-blowing. So I don't know where we're going to be in 10 years, but I am very, very excited for it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah technology I- is rapidly getting more and more advanced. And um, you mentioned that VR could get dangerous for your mental health. And it just it just made me think about how how technology could be very dangerous for more than just your mental health, but like your physical health. And my mind immediately went to the movie Wally. All mm. the people sitting mm. in the chairs with the VR screens in front of them and just everything is at an access to like you just push something and then whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, it's just right there. Yeah. And that could that could be a be a downside to technology's rapid advancement i think it has something to do with instant gratification it's Mm -hmm. you know when you're doing something in the real world there's a lot of time and effort that needs to go into accomplishing it like let's say i wanted to go play volleyball with my friends first i gotta i gotta have a ball i gotta have find an open court i gotta find like a few people to play with me and that might take some extra time or I could spend that time putting on a headset, which takes two minutes max and loading up the game and starting it and having a really good time for a, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that just like those sorts of experiences are just becoming so much more accessible. Like all of these products are becoming cheaper. 
so more people are having access to them. Uh, and yeah, it's like, you know, why not try it out? Why not spend time doing that? that you're sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. Go ahead. Um, I, you're 100% right as far as the instant gratification thing goes. And that again, 100% ties into mobile gaming where you have this device that's in your pocket all the time. And I remember, um, I got sucked into Mario Kart tour, the Mario, the mobile game Joey mentioned earlier, um, really sucked into it, sucked into it more than I've been sucked into any mobile game ever. Um, even Pokemon go. And, um, I, part of the reason I got so sucked into it is because I'd be on my phone, I'd be on Twitter looking for news or something. And, um, I'd be like, I'm just going to play Mario Kart go for a little while or tour for a little while. And I'd just play it for hours when I'm, before I go to bed, mm-hmm. I, I, it'd keep me up at night. Um, and it's just, it's so easily accessible and dangerous, honestly. Um, but it is fun. Um, so it's, Mobile gaming is scary, but it's also very, very interesting because it changes all the time. Um, and the technology really is insane. You can play console games on your phone really, really easily nowadays. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting thing. And I think we had a very good conversation about it. Did you Do you guys think we had a good conversation about it? One more thing. Do, um, no, we, we're not done. The yeah, so the, is getting no, more yeah, interesting. I guess it's still going on. It, right? Just because I thought of like, it, it does seem really scary, but also at the same time, I, I am very hopeful for like the achievements that people can make through it, especially in like the medical field and in the mm-hmm. arts, because I think that there is so much room for innovation, people to make so many creative and beautiful things um, and hopefully make advancements with medicine. Just because it, again, the easier access to just to looking at things and making something feel so real, I, I hope that it's not just. I, I don't want my fear to like be the consuming factor here. I, I want to be hopeful that there's still a lot of positive that can come out of it. You know, and I'm sure yeah. there will be a lot of positivity and positive things that come from. Uh, technology in general and mobile gaming and VR technology, especially I'm sure there's tons of applications for what that can give people. You know, what I think about when I think of uh, uh, the power of VR, um, I think about a video I saw a year or two ago of an elderly woman putting on the headset and going to the beach. And to her, that's something that is just so, so easy to do in her home. Um, But maybe a little bit more difficult to do, especially with COVID going around. It's not so easy for people maybe in the Midwest to go see the ocean or something. And it's obviously not real. It's not the same, but maybe one day it can feel a little more real. Again, that's a scary thought, but it's also, um, there, there's positivity. There's a positive application for that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, are we done? Are we done? <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Yeah. Joey is done. Robert, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. That was a great Speaking of done, Caleb Dunn, welcome to the pot. No, I'm just kidding. He's not here. <laughs> um, we will have him on as a guest some, at some point, day, I think. One day. That's another person who uh, is a, a, obsessed oh, with a mobile game. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's gotten back into it, and that's really all he does. <laughs> he bought um, uh, six portable chargers so we could play it at work. Um, so take that as you will. <laughs> He'll be a fun guest. <laughs> Should have saved, saved this for his episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can always come back to it. Part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Robert, yes. What is your topic? I have something that sort of ties into 
what we've talked about uh fear and halloween um and that is got my attention uh, zombie genres and superhero genres oh okay you're working in zombie genres yeah Yeah. i'm listening so well and the reason i wanted to talk about it is because so i've been watching uh season two of the boys and that's a good show really good show very good Mm -hmm. um and also i recently even Man, my stomach is just crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you hear that? We just yeah. heard that yes, plane yeah, is gay. <laughs> I thought you got a cat. I was like, oh, my gosh. No, Bro, wow, that eat, surprised me. Eat, eat something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. insane. So I've been, I, I've been thinking about this, and I wanted to hear your guys' perspective because mm-hmm. I, I feel like the, the superhero genre is starting to, like, solidify itself as like one of the main genres of our time when i feel like uh about a decade ago i feel like that was the the zombie genre and even though like zombie films Mm -hmm. tv shows and even now games with like the last of us and stuff Uh um and what left for dead all those are like still very popular I, i feel like the superhero genre is starting to like take over the cinema experience um and i know that like comics have been around for a very long time so this is obviously an evolution of something that's been around for a very long time and zombies have been around for like longer since the early 2010s and whatnot as well Uh but I, i wanted to talk to you guys about like why you think that is like why those genres are starting to pick up now like rather than before or later. Because I know that from at least what I can remember people talking about the zombie genre, there was a lot of stuff that had to tie in with like the recession. And it was like, I think it had to do with something people were like literally feeling like zombies going to work like nine to five every day um, and not feeling like they were accomplishing anything and just Mm -hmm. moving through life. And then when the recession hit, it was also still this idea of like this apocalyptic doom, like what are we going to do with our lives? Um, but now with the superhero genre, I'm trying to place that with something. Um, like I don't exactly know, like maybe if it's like this idea of like people need some sort of idol or heroic figure. Um, well, well, I don't know what you guys think about that because I've been, I've been starting to get really sucked into it. And I'm, I'm curious like why it's so fascinating. Do you have an answer, Joey? Because I'm not sure if I have I don't, an answer. I don't have an answer, but I have an, I have something that might kind of help. I don't know. Um, so over the past, we'll say 10, 12 years or whatever, um, nerdy things have kind of become more mainstream and popular, such mm. as video games and superheroes and stuff. I'm not sure if that's because of the movie success or if it's just kind of a kind of a like change of the times where it's becoming more into the light and people are more accepting of it. Um, But that could have something to do with it. It's just kind of calling it a fad is the wrong word. Like, but it's kind of along that line where it's like, this is something that's really cool and everyone likes it. Now who knows if it'll stick around. Um, Robert, you and I were both big fans of D and D and before, before the stranger things show, it wasn't that it wasn't that huge. A lot, a lot of people weren't wasn't as mainstream. At least. Yeah, it wasn't as mainstream. And then Stranger Things happened, which is a 
really good show and a lot of people watched it and it kind of became more mainstream um and that became more normalized like to be okay with you know Mm -hmm. so it could be something along the lines of just that the nerdy things becoming more more popular or it could be the other way around the superhero movies itself could be helping these things that would be considered nerdy become more mainstream and liked amongst the vast majority of people um i think that makes sense i I could see it being a thing where you know this is something these are things uh and characters we grew up with like i grew up with these marvel characters in video games Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure a lot of other kids grew up with comic books and things so to see these characters brought to life on the big screen with the most money in the world put behind them i think that's uh, a really fascinating and it's um, also it's also these really like well-known actors who are really good right. really good at their job and you see them in other movies and you're like oh they're in they're in this movie too let me check it out i was like wow they did amazing and then they portray this character and they're like wow this character is awesome and then they start looking more into it and you know maybe reading the comics about them and then they kind of get like sucked in and dive deeper into the comic book scene and then they become more fans and more interested in comic book stuff that like they usually wouldn't be in before you know I think if I had to come up with some, um, if I had to give you an explanation right now why I think superhero movies are so big, um, I'd say it's it's two things really. Um, the biggest thing I'd say is probably internet culture, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and how things like Reddit allow people to endlessly speculate about where things are going, and then also like and when i say where things are going i mean i'm talking about cinematic universes really mm-hmm. um because you know you it, it's 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 almost like the marvel is obviously the biggest uh component of the superhero movie genre um yeah. they they've created this formula and that's the other thing i was going to say is this cinematic universe formula i think is just so unique and i think mm-hmm. it's drawing people in um but you know they they they're so good at sort of sprinkling in these hints about different um characters and storylines from the comic books so then you you sprinkle all these things in there and you make an enjoyable movie right in the iron man let's say and there's a there's a line in iron man one when uh uh rody uh tony stark's friend sees a silver iron man suit and he says maybe next time and that is a callback to War Machine from the comics. At the time, most people watching Iron Man didn't know anything about Iron Man, didn't know who War Machine was or anything like that. Yeah. But then you hop on the internet and you read a review of a movie and you see someone talk about that and you look into it more and you you're, all of a sudden you're knee deep in a Reddit post of people speculating, is War Machine going to be in Iron Man 2? Where is this going? And I think if I had to guess, I think that's a big part of why it's so big is just marvel so good at sprinkling in these callbacks to the comics and everything and creating um uh really interesting storylines and not only storylines but they they plan out the future so far ahead of where these storylines are going to go because as soon as endgame happened avengers endgame already i was like where do they go from this? Because this felt like the grand finale, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's almost like a TV show with a big budget, you know what I mean? So you watch the first episode, you get attached to those characters enough. All of a sudden you want to see it through 
and then people just get more and more sucked into it and more and more money starts getting poured into these characters and these ideas. Um, so I, if I had to guess, that's what I would, I would say, um, for why they're so big. But if, as far as tying it in as something like you said, Robert, with zombie movies being like, people felt like zombies coming home from work and everything. I'm not sure if I could pinpoint an exact reason why people are looking for these like inspiring, hopeful characters, or if they feel like they need heroes or something like that. Well, now that you mention like the, the sprinkling, that actually made me think of something in the terms of like the community that's built around this. Cause I feel like in the age of the internet, loneliness is such a huge pervasive issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah. like the MCU and well, mostly just the MCU gives people like this community. There's like this common ground topic that people can come together on, even though they may not agree on certain things. And I feel like that was kind of, there was like a, there was like a, a shadow of that with the zombie thing. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there were a bunch of towns that did like zombie walks. You guys ever hear those things? Yes. No. It, um, yeah. Yeah. Where they kind of like go through this area and there's like zombies around. Yeah. Or it was like fake zombies, but yeah. Yeah. It, people would essentially like dress up as zombies, some with like some mm-hmm. incredible makeup and they would just walk through town and it was like just a big community thing. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, you know, Marvel has just created the ultimate community where, not only is there good merchandise, there's like good backstories because zombies are just like a, you know, it's just a, a bland thing. It's just a zombie. But now you have like Captain America frozen in ice for a hundred years or whatever. And he's got this interesting backstory. People can relate with certain aspects and now people can latch onto that and, and speculate about what's, who is going to take over, take over the shield now that he's gone, you know, it, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so maybe, maybe it is just that, that community thing that really, really brings people into this. Um, Joey, you were going to say something? It could also be, you You mentioned earlier that like, there's these hopeful figures on screen, people like and these characters like giving people hope, people are like, oh, I want to make a difference in the world, like like these characters, and it, I don't know, from the past however many years, basically since 2000, some might say that like the world is kind of on a decline every day kind of just feels like you might feel like a drag to somebody or there there's a darkness everywhere and they could be looking to these superheroes and like man i this is the hope that like that i need or that i want and they that's that could make them like look up to them and be inspired by these characters you know yeah i can so see could, that it could be something along those lines as well so, Robert, have you been keeping up with the uh, Marvel shows on Disney Plus then? Uh, I have not. Um, I'm pretty out of the loop. I, I, I plan to watch WandaVision, but not yet. WandaVision is pretty good. I'd recommend it. And I don't know about any of the other shows. I know there's like, uh, like three others, I think, right? Um, Maybe. that are out just just two. So it's Wandavision and uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and on the other on the other side of things, you know, we talk about how superhero movies. Maybe it's because people are looking for hopeful characters. But on the other end of the spectrum is DC, um, which has those movies like Wonder Woman, um, mm-hmm. or Aquaman even. Um, but it also has uh, 
stuff like Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is just the most fascinating thing in the world to me, because if because Marvel has made superheroes so so big in movies, um, I feel like it's given Zack Snyder this opportunity where after he didn't get to finish his first shot at the Justice League, he got to go back and make a four hour dream vision. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think he even got, I don't think he took any money for that job, at least from Warner bros. So (laughs) you want to talk about advancing technology, like the superhero genre is advancing in so many weird ways because this, you'd think it would have slowed down or declined after Endgame, but this Zack Snyder's justice league thing is just bonkers. Insane that it even exists. And it all, It all started by like a petition online by fans, right? Like everyone was like, "We want the we want the um, Zack Snyder Justice League, we want the Zack Snyder cut, blah blah blah." And like so many people, there was like such a huge uproar for it. Isn't that what kind of sparked? Yeah, um, Warner Bros. allowing him to do it, and that kind of goes back to the community thing. Uh-huh. I think you know, mm-hmm. just internet culture with these superheroes and these movies and these now these creators, um, because you see that like directors and um not just the stars but directors and writers are growing audiences and fan bases um after they they make these movies like i had never heard of taika watiti until he directed thor ragnarok and um now i i want to see all of his movies because i love his style so much Mm -hmm. and i went to go see jojo rabbit after that and it was fantastic oh yeah um so yeah i i I think it i it's the internet culture of it all um fuels these things and it's uh it's insane i wonder what comes after superhero movies what would be the next like big thing yeah yeah that's what i've been thinking too like i i i have no idea you know like there's like these little i feel like there were like sprinkles of other little genres that had their moment like i feel like heist films had a very brief moment in between zombie films and uh superhero films and like the big action uh, like you know, like spy movies had a time in the sun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Joey. What do you think? You sound like you, you were, were you were talking about. Um, well, we're talking about superhero movies right now, and you were talking about zombie movies and how they were big. And all I could think of is, I hope that um, I hope that what happens to mm, these superhero movies doesn't happen to um or. Like what happened to the zombie stuff doesn't happen to superhero movies. Whereas when I think of zombies movies and like big, huge, like zombies things, I think of the walking dead. I feel like early 2010s, everyone loved the walking dead. I was one of them. Everyone was obsessed with it. Um, And then over time, it feels like they like, it was, it was huge merchandise. People were buying stuff for it. It was just making so much money that they kept pushing it. And like, they were just like getting the money. So they just kept, kept making more and more seasons which they're still running today and yeah. a lot a lot of people have fallen off like a lot of people like aren't that big of a fan it's not as big of a not as big of a show as it used to be as it is now but they're still going to continue to make the episodes and push it now i'm not sure if that's for the money or for the fans that still want it but i, I can being, i can answer that for you right now yeah it, it's it's the money yeah <laughs> Yep, that's that's what I was going to say. I'm leaning more towards it being the money, and I'm hoping that specifically this Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't do the same thing where it just kind of keeps like 
running itself into the ground until it eventually becomes not as big or as important. Oh, I muted you. Hold on a second, people. <laughs> I forgot I could, what was going on. <laughs> I, I could hear. I, um, I accidentally muted Joey for a second. Yeah. Technical difficulties. This is only episode two. If you want more, go watch it. Don't listen to a different podcast. <laughs> um, Keep going. I hope that they like they kind of know when to stop and how to stop instead of just running this until it doesn't become popular anymore. I I agree with you, and I'm with you, and I hope that's the way things go. But it won't. But yeah, but Mo- seeing the direction. The world. Yeah, seeing the direction that Disney has gone with Star Wars, I just don't think there's a chance that, uh, yes, you know, there's like, I don't know, several, there's like a million Star Wars shows coming out, and I'm going to be honest, I have interest in none of them. <laughs> so, did you did you watch The Mandalorian, by the way? I watched season one. I have not started season two. Season two is so much better than season one. That's what I'll say. See, I trust you. But the thing is, I, I'm just getting tired of giving Disney my money. And I, again, it's like I, I I want things to just wrap up on a good note. And I don't mm-hmm. know what that looks like. And I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to say it's already happened or if it's coming soon. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like superhero genre is just going to, there's going to be, a time where it's going to be just Iron Man 2s just popping out over and over. Mm-hmm. I, I think something that gives me hope is WandaVision, actually, um, because I feel like around, and Robert, last time I checked, I think you liked Ant-Man, don't, didn't you, the movie? <laughs> ironically, yes. Well, ironically. <laughs> um, and uh, I feel like that was the moment where I was like, it feels like this is the most processed movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it just feels like this is another Marvel movie. It's just another Marvel movie. And now it feels like the Marvel cinematic universe is at a place where people are so interested in these characters that Marvel doesn't have to be as safe with it because WandaVision has elements of horror and doesn't explain anything about what's going on in its first episode and it's so weird and you can tell that there was less studio meddling on going mm. on or at least i think it, it seems that way it felt like i was actually watching a creator's vision rather than a bunch of studio executives who sat around trying to figure out how this can turn into wandavision 2 yeah um and that gives me a lot of hope it, it feels like we we grew and grew and grew and got to a place where there's so much money behind these movies that marvel's safe enough to experiment a little bit um so that makes I'm, sense. I'm hoping we'll go in a positive direction see that if there is a genre to pick up after this i i hope that it is a genre where it is less studio and more individualistic like uh author's vision like just i, I want to see a time where movies that take risks are just the main thing that shows up in cinema. I, 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 even if it's bad, just taking the risk can maybe lead to a film down the line that takes a bigger risk that succeeds. Like I, I just feel like those sorts of films can be like really impactful. Even though maybe people just watch them once, it, it sticks with the audience. I guess that's why studios aren't making them 
because it's, you know, people watch them once they've experienced that emotion that that film delivers and then they want to move on. So it's not going to make much more money. Whereas the, the feelings that Marvel gives off in a lot of like their movies is like hope and people continuously need the feeling of hope. So mm-hmm. those are going to sell forever, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, is is there anything else you guys want to cover? I know we're kind of getting close to our, our uh, limit here. Uh, cover as in this topic, or this cover topic. as in just talk in general. Okay. This topic. Um, not really. But once we're done, I even want I want to talk to Robert about something real quick. It's <laughs> it's kind of off topic though, so I don't want to take away from whatever whatever we're doing right now. If if Robert has anything to say. No, I've got nothing else. <laughs> that's that's basically. It. I'm I'm just interested. You know, I I just love to see where culture takes us and, and where where we're going with it. And because you know, you always end up at the end, and you're looking back, and you you can look back at a moment, and you can be like, this is the thing, like this was the thing at that time. Mm-hmm. Like you look back at Harambe, or um, you look back at Flappy Bird. <laughs> Harambe was your first. (laughs) You know, like you just look back and you're like, that was that was the thing during that moment. I I, I would, it would be so cool to be able to predict what that thing is going to be, or or experience, like actually experience it right as the moment it happens. Mm -hmm. I feel like that'd be a truly unique experience. Uh, that would be awesome. That's the dream. I would love to be able, like, I would love more than anything. And I know we were just talking about how garbage Star Wars is now, but I would, I would love to go back on opening day of Star Wars back in the day and just see that movie with those people. You know what yeah. I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the start of something that was really incredible for a while and then wasn't as incredible. But some <laughs> of it's still kind of good. Yeah, I think it's still kind of good. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, and uh, it, it makes me want to be on the lookout for uh, amazing experiences like the next big thing like Marvel is, you know? But it's yeah. just so hard to pinpoint what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Um, Wait, hold on. What What in the world was that little aside back there? Sigh? Aside. Aside. Okay. Uh, Robert. Well, I'm going to talk to Robert about something. Well, yeah. Cause... All right. So you mentioned you brought up your topic, and your topic was zombie and superhero movies, correct? Yes. So that's what we were talking about. So it immediately made me think, but I didn't want to sidetrack you back then. Um, have you ever heard of the comic book series Blackest Night? Uh, no, I have not. What's that? Um, it's basically superheroes and zombies combined. Um, DC DC comic series that I would really recommend that you look into if you have the time or the interest. It's about the Green Wait, Lantern. If you it is yeah, it's not. That's what I thought. It's, not... <laughs> it's the it's the Black Lanterns, right? Yes. Yeah. But it I've also involves all the rest of the DC characters as well. It's not just solely the Green Lanterns, though he is yeah. basically the star of it. But um it involves <laughs> like the it's like the whole spectrum of emotions. That yeah, involve. and it's awesome and I think you should really look into it because it ties in both superheroes and zombies, so it was kind of on topic, but I didn't want to distract you from everything that you were talking about. <laughs> Joe, but you yes, can distract me Green Lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just recommending that to our viewers? I'm recommending that to anyone. Yes, our anyone. viewers, our audience. Sorry, our listeners. Yeah, Joey. Robert, to, Michael, real quick, me, since we're on, <laughs> since we're on the sides, Joey. Mm. I, I, just to make up for amends for earlier, I am wearing the color green right now. So, if that, I'm so proud of you. 
I'm wearing a Jack in the Box shirt I got from E3. And I've been to Jack in the Box like one time. Jack in the Box is pretty good though. They gave me a free burger coupon and I intend <laughs> to use it. That was two years ago. <laughs> It'll get used one day. Um, I don't think there's an expiration date on it. So probably. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so with that, we should probably wrap up. All right. Well, Joe's wrapping up today. The Joe and Joe Miro. Joe, wrap up in something, God, please, more interesting than the way you open the show. <laughs> um, once again, getting pulled onto the spot. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Joe Miro podcast. I hope we, I hope you enjoyed what you listened to. Um, we will be back for an episode three, hopefully, in not too long. Hope to see or hope to catch you then. <laughs> he just did finger guns. If you if you if you couldn't see in the exclusively audio podcast, I did do finger guns. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, wow. you can hear it as well as you heard Robert's stomach growl earlier. Yeah. That will not be edited out. I promise you. Fantastic. Um, Oh, should we talk about what where we should where you can find us? Is that a thing? Do people yeah, care? Real quick. I mean, you have you have something. You guys have something to plug, so go ahead. You're a stagehand, Robert. You go first. <laughs> um, you can find me at bobbertadams.com. That's the best way. Well, you have a Twitch channel for crying out loud. You can find my Twitch channel through bobbertadams.com. I'm gonna just to start plugging my website. I need more traffic there. Okay. Yeah, do you do get it. paid? No, I, I, I pay. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay. Um, uh, Robert doesn't have any social media because he thinks social media is the devil, and I really agree with him, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, my name is Michael Kripe. You can find me at Mike Kripe on Twitter. Um, and I also write over at The Escapist pretty much every day um, about video games, TV shows, movies, and things like that. Other than that... Say bye-bye again one more time. And do the finger guns really loud into the microphone so everyone can hear you. Bye-bye. <laughs>